Welcome back, everyone, to the Whiskey Hour podcast. Yay! We are here sitting with Drinking another whiskey with another bottle of it. <laughs> we've uh, we've got Johnny Boy in the house mm. this evening. We're not going to mention which Johnny Boy though, there because they're not Johnny's. sponsoring us. Yes. No. But please sponsor us. <laughs> I, I want that sponsorship. <laughs> Well, welcome everybody to the uh, next episode of the Whiskey Hour podcast. Um, thank you so much for listening to the first episode. Uh, it was, it was, uh, I think it was quite fun to get feedback from our friends. It was, it was, it was. <laughs> uh, the drunk fish. No, you're listening. The drunken fish. And um, obviously, I apologize to everybody that I traumatized with my cat story. <laughs> I promise... I will not end this episode on a such grim note. No, no, no. This episode, we're not going to do a grimming competition. I mean, you never know, though. We'll see where we end up. Okay, fine. I'm not going to overpromise, but there's like... We'll try to It's a 65% chance it's not going to be that grim anymore. More like 55. Ooh, that's low. (laughs) (laughs) So how you been? How you been? It's uh, it's been a little bit uh, it's been a little bit rainy the last couple of days, but it's still not stopping social distancing. Oh no! Um, I've been doing quite all right, same old, same old. Um, uh, but no, social distancing has not been stopped. No, the, like, the other way around, like it right? was the but, streets are like literally filled with people these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's insane. Um, the people are everywhere. No one social distancing. Shops are reopening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's still quite a grim and like kind of gray. It's the Dutch weather. Mm-hmm. The Dutch weather has returned. It's like one of those moments you want to go somewhere sunny. Like you want to go on a vacation. Oh, vacations. Though. Like that's probably one, like one of the things I miss. Where like with the whole Corona season happening... With the countries going on lockdown, not being able to go on vacation. You know what? Where is the country? Which country would you want to go to? Hmm. Right now, seeing the weather outside. uh, It's very gray. Very gray. I'm lost for words. (laughs) (laughs) Anywhere sunny, please. Uh, Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, like, let's start with the continent, right? Obviously, I do have quite a bit of... I really don't care. Anywhere where there's sunny. Where, where it is just sun. sun. Just give me sun. You just want to get a tan. I, I don't, look, I don't tan. I'm as white as a sheet. <laughs> as a ghost. Sure, I'm, I'm a ghost, literally. <laughs> you put me next to a sheet, I'm still whiter. <laughs> I honestly don't know if that's a self burn or something. <laughs> I... <laughs> No, I, I, I do miss traveling. And I mean, obviously, I just came back from Asia. Mm. Um, had a trip to Malaysia and to India. And that was just at the start of the corona season. So, yeah. like, when Asia was first hit with corona, people were... Like, people in, people in Europe were like, but this isn't going to come here. We're not going to get affected <laughs> by this. And then, obviously, we know what happened after that. So, this is uh, early February that I flew to Malaysia. But I remember, though, it was one of the weirdest trips. Obviously, there were a lot of different elements to it. But one of the weird things that I experienced was going through the airport. Mm. And I know you went through an airport as well during the corona season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People wearing face masks. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Did, Did that happen to you? So, no. There was this one lady, though, that did not know how to wear a face mask properly. Okay. So, it wasn't covering her nose. It was what? just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was covering <laughs> everything underneath her nose, except her nose. As if, like, air doesn't flow through your nose. Yeah, no. Um, I was her- trying to understand the reasoning behind that, but obviously, like, I couldn't. Other than that, um, no, no one was wearing a facial mask. Um, now my, my trip to Malaysia, like when I got to the airport in Malaysia, people all, all wearing face masks and they had these, um, thermal scanners mm. at the airport that everybody had to walk through one by one. Obviously Asia was one of the first countries hit. Malaysia was taking it very seriously at that time. Uh, obviously there was an outbreak in Malaysia eventually as 
everywhere else had had it. Um, but they had these thermal scanners mm-hmm. that they were checking people's temperatures. Mm. And then when you get to the immigration counter, you have to scan your fingers. And everybody was using the same oh, no. fingers, no. Uh, fingerprint scanner, right? No. And I'm just like standing there. What, like, what? Did they disinfect them at least? No, they didn't. What? No, everyone no. went and they were still having flights from, um, from China. They're still having flights from Hong Kong, Singapore. And no. everyone was using the same fingerprint scanner. And I'm just like standing there completely baffled. What? This makes no sense. Like, what are they trying to achieve here? Like, you guys had all the security measures, medical measures in place up until then. And then, okay, that, 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 that makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. But like, did you... Wait, when you came back, there was no lockdown on... Like airports, right? No, no. I I got in before the lockdown actually started. Um, You managed to get in just in time. Oh, yeah. Um, So quick story here. Um, So for Christmas, I decided to do an amazing gift for my dad and I. A trip to Portugal, Madeira Island. Wonderful trip, honestly. The only problem is... um, it happened right before quarantine lockdown to the point where our flight was actually one of the last flights to come from Madeira to the Netherlands <laughs> because the next day the country declared like lockdown quarantine. Yeah. My dad got stuck in here with no possibility to come back home. Um, and I'm just cooped up in this like little small apartment trying to figure out how to, like, is there any possible way to actually get him home? Mm, Yeah. (laughs) The first week, it was insane. Thank God they launched, like, a couple more flights to go to another, like, country to get people back home. But even then, when that happened, everybody was wearing facial masks, everybody was wearing, like, gloves, except from the trip to, like, from Portugal. But, yeah, that was just that one... Weird lady. That one lady who... That one lady who failed at security. <laughs> who, who failed at uh, anatomy, really. Prevention. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's actually really interesting. So when the lockdown happened all over Europe, I mean, this is unprecedented for the Schengen region to close borders. Oh, yeah, no. Like that was... It's like, what? People cannot go to Belgium anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... Close by countries, you cannot cross the border. And if you do, they potentially are going to stop you or ask for um, proof that you have to go to work or Mm -hmm. that you actually live there permanently. It's an essential. Yes. Otherwise, you just cannot cross it. Yeah. It's, uh, no, it's, it's the whole thing has been quite unprecedented. And like, I mean, the periods that we traveled, obviously, I went to a whole different part of the world mm-hmm. where it was actually hit by Corona at that time. So I was like being super careful. Um, there was this ongoing joke in the office that when I come back, I'm not allowed in the office mm-hmm. for about two weeks. And then the country got hit and, you know, everyone in the office were the first ones to go into self-isolation. <laughs> No, we were about to put you on the other office, like neighboring office, mm-hmm. but we can see like a small glass frame. So we just wanted to put your table just over there. Put me in there. Just, I can wave at you. Or like talk, you know, just but <laughs> like very close. Just like put one of those glasses, like you see in like old movies, you put two glasses, you can hear each other from the... <laughs> well, thank God that didn't happen. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I was I was pretty happy to get back here because... Honestly, going through an airport where everyone is wearing face masks and there's just this negative feeling in the air where like almost it feels like you're traveling in a sick bay. Even even in the airport, you know, when you're sitting down there and everybody's wearing face masks, it is such an uneasy feeling, right? Mm-hmm. And I was on a, what, a 12, 13 hour flight on oh, the wow. way back. and. I just felt incredibly uncomfortable when I got out of the airplane. Um, obviously, I drank a lot of whiskey. 
<laughs> on They're board. Just like, is that like a coping mechanism for you? Listen, um, whenever I'm on a long flight, like 12, 13 hour flight, whiskey is my go-to drink. I mean, whiskey is always my go-to drink, obviously. But like, I'm always going to ask for like four to five whiskeys. Oh my God. Just to get knocked out and sleep for like... Oh no. I, for I, most of the flights. I always do red wine. Just like half a glass of red wine and I'm out for like good eight hours. Um, I, I, I can't do red wine. No? Acidity. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, no, my body doesn't have a good reaction to, to wine. But no, I, on the way to Malaysia, it was mm-hmm. funny because I had to finish a project. So I got this last second project where it came in and it was the day before I was flying and I was supposed to deliver it when I land. In Malaysia, oh. it was for a client um, in 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 the US in California. Oh wow! Okay. So I kind of did the maths on the time zone and everything. I was like, okay, so I can actually deliver this when I land in Malaysia. So I downloaded all the necessary files, the videos, the music, and everything, and I was just like going to produce the whole video on the flight, and I just kept asking for more and more whiskey. Oh no! And and the uh, the air hostess, she was fucking amazing. She just came to me and she's like, are you working though? And I'm like, yeah, I'm working. And like, is it wise to be drinking um, while working? No. So, um, listen, um, I'm in the creative industry. And she's like, oh, okay. So that, that makes total sense. You're oh actually gosh. better off with whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> That's creatives for you. We drink and then we work. Not the other way around. Um, I mean, drink, work, drink. <laughs> Drink and work at the same time. <laughs> but um, no, but on the way back, I remember it was a very uneasy feeling. Um, just because I on the way there, I was obviously just like I had my headphones on. I was producing and everything. Um, but on the way back, it was incredibly uneasy. Um, when I got back, I got out of the flight in Amsterdam. I was just very happy to breathe fresh air in. Mm. without having corona in my mind okay but But then that'll change so like you know forget about it (laughs) you know i saw it on your instagram what was it today or yesterday i saw it on your instagram that you were in bolivia two years ago yes yeah two years ago this exact same time this exact same time 2018 went to bolivia with um, some of my classmates we were there in a project okay um, we were doing a project together with um, another university. Um, it was like media. Like a Bolivian university? Yeah, exactly. Is it Bolivian? It is. Okay. It is Bolivian university. Yeah. So, and uh, part of that was actually us traveling and uh, like presenting our findings to them. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That trip was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, you know, like when you said before, you coming out. You felt like you can finally breathe the air, like corona-free air. Well, I mean, that was like two years ago, so there was no corona. But there was also no air. Is it hot? <laughs> was, it, was it hot? No, no, no. The airport is so high up. There oh. is no air. Oh, altitude issues. Altitude issues. Before, as even going on the plane, we were obviously prepared and we had like these altitude sickness pills. And we were already informed that, hey, once you actually land, don't be afraid. You might have difficulty breathing. You might have, like, dizziness, nausea. Be prepared for that. It's normal. If you feel that way, take the altitude pill. It's going to get better. <laughs> imagine, like, I can imagine the pilot announcement. All right, the passengers, we are uh, we are approaching the, uh, the airport at this point. Um... We're going to land in about 30 minutes, but uh, when we land, it's going to be, well, quiet lack of air. So if you're about to suffocate, it is quite normal. You would expect that. The funny thing is, <laughs> well, um, we took three flights. Sorry, like, we're cheap. We didn't have enough, like, finances to actually take the flight directly. So, hey, you know, we opted up for a cheaper alternative and... Cheapflights.com. Cheap. No, it was a different website, which I'm not going to mention because they're not sponsoring us. Please do. Please. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but no. So our first flight uh, was to UK, actually. Okay. Which we almost missed because of the storm. We were panicking. Like the trip started off bad enough. Like the beginning was already horrible. Yeah. So there's us five students trying to get their shit together and travel and prove to the world that, hey, we are able. We're adults. We're we can do this. And (laughs) then we get into the airport. We stand in the queue. And there this lady approaches us and she's like, hey, are you members? We're like, what? Like, what? Yeah, this line is only for the members. <laughs> <laughs> we failed before we even stumped our foot on the plane. <laughs> After that happened, um, we ran through the airport in London. Um, Which airport was it? Stansted or Heathrow? Heathrow. Oh God, that's uh, a, that's uh, that's we, a lovely airport. Lovely airport. Literally <laughs> got one of those like envelopes with the orange saying "Express." Wave it and run. <laughs> we got in thirsty ass hell, and we got like one of these water bottles from the other flight. Mm-hmm. So we're just like chugging the water as fast as we can, running through these things. Our names are not the easiest ones to pronounce, you know, international students. So this lady um, is handing us the envelopes and like, hey, uh, is this Miss G- you you you? you. I'm like, you yes, me, me. That, that's me. Give me the, f- the envelope. I need to run. <laughs> Did that. Went through security check. Ran to the plane. Got in. Chill. Like sat down. Where are you going now? Miami. Oh. Yes, we had three layovers. Oh. Not the sharpest decision, but hey. So Amsterdam, London, Miami. I'm not going to even try to guess the name of a city in Bolivia because my geography is not up to par. Yeah, yeah, but here's the thing. We get to Miami, right? And we're originally like, hey, maybe we're going to get to visit Miami. We didn't. How long was the layover? It was uh, three hours, so we obviously didn't. Because, you know, um, we're used to being able to get out of the airport, sit down in a train. The train takes us straight up to Amsterdam. Takes us, like, what, 10 minutes to get there? Easy. Three hours, good enough to go and at least get ourselves, like, a nice coffee. A sandwich. Yeah. Sure. That's all you're going to get in Amsterdam. Um, Ooh, sick burn on Dutch food. No, <laughs> you, you can also get some stroke waffles. Yeah, okay, bitter bottle too. Sure. <laughs> but you can get something, you know? You might even have a time to go like, You might to the... be able to go to Albert Heijn to go and grab a cold toasty or a sandwich. Just... That sounds like a very... Accurate description. Accurate description. But anyway, <laughs> we get to Miami. I get in there. Have to change the currency, get some food, get on another airplane. And oh my Lord, we get in that airplane. One, there's, um, it's like a six, seven hour flight. Mm-hmm. There's no entertainment system. No entertainment system. <laughs> no nothing. We're like, That's what you get from those uh, websites that I mean, have cheap in them. <laughs> to be honest, we were fine with it. It was nighttime. So we're like, we're just going to sleep. We're exhausted, honestly, traveling for that long. Yeah. So we're like, that's fine. That's completely fine. We sit down. I zoned out before the plane even took off. Mm. Woke up at some point with a storm happening outside. <laughs> I'm talking about one of those big storms. And like we're about to die. Later on, I found out actually that is uh, one of the places known for these big storms and like actual dangers happening. I'm like, oh, cool, cool. Um, I just slept through it. Thank you. <laughs> but then we finally land. Um, we land in the El Alto airport. We get out. And I just remember this one moment. Walking out those little ramps that are not even high enough to build a step on. That's why they're ramps. Actually, that's not why. But either way. <laughs> Walking out of it and getting out of breath. And I'm just like, what? I feel like I'm actually going to faint. There is no air. I try to breathe like heavily. 
But no. Did, did you get the warning from the pilot? From the captain was like, uh, he's your captain. We're about to land in about 30 minutes and uh, you will suffocate. I mean, I bet he did one of those, but like in Spanish. Oh. So like, they didn't I, do it in English? No. Oh, that's mean. No. So like, and that, like, our um, airport, not everybody even got out of the plane because right. it was stopping and then going somewhere else. Okay. So we just got out, suffocated. And one of us, funnily enough, even had food poisoning. Oh, that is, oh, yeah. oh, that is just insult to injury. Yeah, he ate um, some pasta. Um, In Miami or Amsterdam? Because if it's from Amsterdam, it makes sense. Hey, no, it was from Miami. It, uh, was, it was the It fl- still makes sense because it's from Florida. <laughs> 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 no, 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 it was it was a flight from um from UK to Miami. That was a flight we got the pasta. If it was British Airways, it still makes sense. It was American Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If it's spoiled pasta, it always makes sense. <laughs> it just makes sense. <laughs> so he got the pasta, got sick. Um, I just realized how condescending I am. <laughs> yes. That you are. Apologize. <laughs> it's like, hey, 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 we're talking about anything. If it's bad, it makes sense. <laughs> and if it's like one and it still makes sense for another and it still makes sense for another, at some point, those things are not bad. It's just me. That is a condescending piece of crap. Yes. <laughs> what the f- <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're done here. okay so your friend is having food poisoning Mm. while struggling to breathe yes so that's that's a fun beginning it's a it's an amazing beginning so here are the five uh quote-unquote adults as we want to call ourselves getting off of the plane and taking this poor guy into an emergency room because (laughs) he is dying so um three of us go to the emergency room Two of us are standing there with all of the luggage, like literally like five pieces of like luggage. And you were, you guys were there for a while, right? So you guys went with like actual luggages. Yes. How long were you in Bolivia for? We went there for 18 days. Okay. So like, I mean, look, I like to travel light. I don't bring much stuff. I also don't bring out a lot of stuff. I went in there with like 13 kilograms. I left with 15. I just don't carry enough stuff. I don't own enough stuff to carry it. I think my biggest piece that I took was my laptop. Yeah. That's fair. it. Fair. But anyway, so um, we get in there. He um, gets a little bit better, but still really sick. And then we get out of the airport. And just like in one of those movie scenes, you see this old Bolivian guy standing there with a piece, like with a, like a card with a like, name. Like a, like a cardboard. Yeah, like a little plaque thingy. Yeah. Standing there like, this is who I'm looking for. And we're just like, guys, we're royalty. They came to pick you guys up? They came to pick us up. Oh my God. There was a person waiting for us. To get us to our hotel. You've had a very different student-ish traveling. Oh, yeah. Than I did. Oh, yeah. They came to pick you up to a hotel. Yes. Okay. So we sit in the car. Get all of us piled in together. The guy's just like dying. Privileged. I'm I'm looking. So like I'm looking at like one of my friends, he's there like full on sweat, dying. Is it the guy who went to ER? Yes. Okay. He's just like done for, and we're traveling, and we see this like the most amazing view of a sunrise coming up, overlooking the entire city. Right. And the city is like pretty like um high like surrounded by mountains. Okay. So, like, it has this sort of, like, a dip in the middle. hmm But it's still surrounded, by, like, by mountains. And we're right. in the mountains overlooking this. The city. The city. Wow. 
with the clouds going still over it because we're still high enough to see it. That sounds beautiful. It was amazing. Wait, this is around sunrise. It's sunrise. It was like wow. 5, 6 a.m. Wow. Yeah. So we're traveling and we're just like, oh my gosh, look at this. Please. Turn. And he's just like. <laughs> we're just like, please, sir, can you stop? We want to take photos. The guy's like, okay, we're going to stop. I I'm going to go vomit. I just like look at my friend and he's just like looks just dead, destroyed. She's like. <laughs> You girls want to go take a photo while I'm dying here. But he was he was a champ. Went in there, even took a selfie with all of us and oh the my. driver included. You know, you know, that did happen to me once in Spain. The first time I was in Spain, I was on like a, like a group tour mm-hmm. and I got uh, I got some kind of a food poisoning. OK, I don't know what it was. I don't know what hit me, but my body was ejecting liquids from every direction. <laughs> I was sitting on this bus and I was just like, everybody was doing out like, weirdly enough, we went on a group tour bus, like the only time I've ever been on a group tour bus and everybody's outside seeing. And I'm just like, guys, please excuse me. I'm going to go in that public toilet and I'm going to destroy it. (laughs) And I came out completely destroyed. And, you know, people who go on tour buses, Mm -hmm. they're generally not my age. So I'm looking at a, around 40 people when I come out, mm. around 40 people around my mom's age and my oh, dad's yeah. age, just looking at me in complete horror. Oh, no. And one of them just whips out a pill that's about, apparently supposed to stop diarrhea. Turns out that thing gave me constipation for... Oh, no. <laughs> huh? I was dumb enough to take it. I had constipation for like... Two weeks. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. It was horrible. But sorry, I didn't mean to disturb you. <laughs> yeah. So now, nah, so we get in there. We arrive next to our hotel, all prepared, just to find out the hotel allows us in from like eleven in the morning. It's six now. Oh, <laughs> this guy is dying, and we are like, um. So can we just like um. Call the person who has uh, the key so she can um, let us in. Uh, we want, like, he needs fucking rest at this point. So eventually we got that done. He went in, felt better. We went for a walk a first day. The difficulty to breathe um, has gone away. So you guys sort of like used to the altitude at this point. I mean, okay, l- let's be honest here. I was okay. But my friends, like one of like one of my friends died the next day from the altitude sickness. Oh my god. I was I was good. I was I was awesome. But either way, we went to this cafe. We get coffee. Like honestly, come on. I just got coffee. I was just like, I just want coffee, guys. I just, yeah. I just took Wait, did you sleep yet? Yes. I, I no no no. No, it was the same day. It was like uh So you still haven't slept after what was it at this point like twenty four hours of Well, I slept in the flight. Okay. But yes, I yeah. still haven't properly slept. You haven't slept on a bed. Yeah, no. No no no. Mm. I slept on a seat. No, no, no that's seat that, that that's not sleep. Yeah. Yeah. But like I get up, go to this cafe, and I'm just like coffee. Give me that cafe. Just like just give me that. All of it. Double freaking espresso. Give me it. Okay. Tell Got me your favorite thing about Bolivia. Did they did they have good coffee out there? So here's the thing about Bolivia. Um, I drank my best cup of coffee there and my worst cup of coffee there. Okay. Do tell. We're both coffee drinkers. I'm, I'm interested. So uh, we went to this one great cafe like vintage look vintage style and i get a cortado tasted like heaven (laughs) i don't know if i know how heaven tastes like but i'm just assuming at this point that that's how heaven tastes like heaven tastes like whiskey ladies and gentlemen it was whiskey amount of coffee whiskey (laughs) equivalent to coffee it was so good like amazing but then I also went to this one, like, a canteen. One of the locals took us there mm-hmm. to show us around and 
They're like, yeah, so this is our traditional Bolivian breakfast. Okay. And you get a coffee. So what is a traditional Bolivian breakfast? With all the honesty, I still don't understand it fully. (laughs) I knew there was an egg, some sort of like a gravy sauce. Okay. And some sausages. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what was that. Um, And you're vegan, right? At that point. I'm vegan. Um, Yeah. So like, yeah. Exactly. You're just looking away. At that point, I was like vegetarian. Okay. So I did eat eggs. Mm -hmm. I didn't eat the sausage, but I was also quite starving. So I just ate the egg and I took a sip of coffee. And that coffee was the nastiest stuff I've ever drank. Ever. 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 Okay. It's like if you would take an instant coffee... Like one of those, like, Nescafe. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not not Nescafe, but one of those, like, granules of... Okay. Like, not three in one. Yeah, yeah, But just a pure coffee of it, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, the ones that people now use to make, like, the whipped coffee. Yeah, TikTok whipped. The TikTok whipped. Exactly. So, you take one of those. Dude, I just realized, we just mentioned TikTok. We have sunk the lowest point of the internet right now. But, yes... I, I agree. Let's just take about five seconds to recover from that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, continue. That was that was uh, that was my five second rant about TikTok. So we took the um, that that coffee. Mm-hmm. It was if you would take like half a teaspoon of it and mix it with the entire glass of water. Mm. It was. Not even weak. It was like watered-down coffee to the point which I haven't even tasted anywhere in the world. No, that just... No, that, and I had, like, uh, gas station coffee in U.S. Uh, oh. Oh. That's a pretty low standard. And that was even lower. That was undrinkable. I took a sip and I was like, nah. Okay. So Bolivia, best coffee ever. Yes. Worst coffee ever. Yes. What else did you do in Bolivia? Tell me like your favorite thing. My favorite thing. Um, Solar de Uni. It was um, a trip we took. And um, it was like the salt lakes of Bolivia. Mm. Um, beautiful place. So what we ended up doing was um, we found the store. Mm-hmm. We go to this location. Um, we take a three-day tour. They bring us around uh, different locations. So uh, we started off in uh, La Paz, Bolivia. This is where we live for the entire time we've been there. So we took a bus from there to uh, Solar de Uyuni. Um, this like little, it's actually like... Like a town? The town is called like uh, San Pedro de Atacama. Mm-hmm. It's like... A small, small city. And from there, all the tours to the Salt Lakes and the National Park start. Right. And this is a pretty touristy place, obviously. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. So we took like a bus from there, uh, from like La Paz. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, Europe, upgrade your buses. <laughs> honestly, the bus, like the timestamp, we went there. It took us like seven, eight hours. It was the entire night's drive there. Mm -hmm. And we get in. This place is giving us like pure blankets, like warm, warm blankets. Oh, it's like a night bus with beds. It's a night bus. Almost with beds. What do you mean almost? So we have like these seats. Because I've been on a bus with actual beds. No way. Yeah. I have never been on one of those. Well, I mean, okay, like bus beds. What beds? Like blanket, pillow, bed, mattress. Okay, no. No, this was... Okay, Bolivia, please take note of that. That's what we need. Go to Laos, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was like um, a seat that is a size of like probably two of me. It's like half a freaking table. It's a ginormous seat. Right. And you get to like uh, pull it back almost entirely. So it's like a first class airplane seat. Bigger. Nice. And you get that on a bus in Bolivia. Yes. And you get like to put one of those like, it, it's just amazing. We I managed to sleep there. 
like it was insane. Okay. So we get to this little uh, place called San Pedro de Atacama, and um, well, we have to find a person that's go that's gonna give us a tour, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, originally we got there, nothing was working. We went to the first place that was working, which was some sort of a canteen. They had Wi-Fi. <laughs> we were waited out, but mm. like, we knew that at that time, we're not going to see internet for a while. And our families are just freaking out. Right. Because no matter how much we want to convince ourselves that we're adults and we can do this. Uh, your your parents are freaking out. No, my, my parents are, are like, like a bunch of like, what, uh, 19 year olds? I was, yeah, like I was like 19, 20 year old. I, was, I think I was 20, something around. Yeah. Yeah. 19, Running 20. around South America. Yes. With like backpacks on our. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. I can imagine. So we get there, um, just sit down there, eat some breakfast, talk, met some nice people. And we, there we met like this one Canadian guy as well. Um, and apparently like the tours, they're meant for six people. Right. There was five of us. Mm-hmm. But he was also looking to do the tour. So he's like, mind if I join you? We're like, come ahead. Like, yes. You know, why not? So when the time hits, we go to the city center, find a nice lady who tells us all about the tour they're going to do. It's a three-day tour. And we're just like, yes, we are going to do this. Yeah. So um, like not an hour later, we checked in to this one motel and we get a driver assigned to us so we go into this jeep um and we start our trip first day we go to this um place of uh it's like the cemetery of the trains it's like an abandoned railway with a bunch of trains in there that's okay. also abandoned yeah very nice picture place um no i would love to go there I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't sure why we went there, but I was amused. Wait, that was part of the tour. That was a part of the tour. To show you guys old trains that have been decommissioned and now are rusty pieces of metal. Exactly. That's a very weird tour. That's what we thought, but just go with it, you know? Okay. We are still trying to be nice. So we just went with it, you know? Mm-hmm. After that, we get in and we drive straight up to the Salt Lakes. Um. Honestly, great place. Took us a while to get there. Yeah. It was a quite a lengthy drive. Um, we stopped at some people's houses to eat lunch as well. I, I'm sorry. Did you say you stop at people's houses? Yes. So like you just went up to somebody's house in the middle of a town like, Hi, we're a bunch of Europeans in your country halfway across the world. Can you feed us? <laughs> you know, you're not that far off, weirdly enough. I mean, we here's the thing. I've, I've lived in Southeast Asia, so like, oh, okay. That's is that the thing in there? Share. Is that the thing in there? Hmm? Just go and knock on people's houses and say, feed me. I need um, food. Not to that extent, but um, I, I, I can imagine it. Mm. I, I, can, I can totally imagine it. Yeah. No, it was... Um, that whiskey hit you hard. Oh, it hit me. That whiskey hit you Burn. hard. All right. So we get to Salt Lake. So we finally I was get about to, to say Salt Lake. Salt Lake City, but then that, that no, that's that's different. No, that's different. Yeah. But no. So even before we got there, I think this is pretty necessary to include. We get to this one um place. I honestly don't even know what it was, didn't really stick in my mind that much. But hey, I bought a poncho. I had this brilliant idea. A what? A poncho. Okay. I got this brilliant idea that the one thing that this trip is lacking for me is a poncho. It's like, I must get a poncho. I am speechless. I went to this like little souvenir shop and I was like, of course you did. This green poncho is the best thing I've ever seen. It's like that person who's not from Miami and goes to Miami and just goes and buys like a linen suit. Yes. And I was like, I must have it. I got the poncho. Wasn't a bad decision. It was really cold. It helped me out a lot, but I must have it. So, got a poncho. Like, I'm going to need more whiskey for this. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of like took in, you know, the box of like achievement unlocked. You got a poncho and Bolivia. 
on top of that, um, the entire... Uh, so now you have a poncho on your head. You go into Salt Lake. Yes. We're going to Salt Lake. So I have a poncho. I have this little llama plushie with me. And we see a bunch of llamas and just start yelling llamas. I just walk across the table. Okay. Did you just say you screamed llamas when you saw llamas? <laughs> yes. Uh, that's another story. Um, Here's one person I do not want to be traveling with. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no matter how much we traveled before this trip even began, all of us were so excited by it. And we're just like, we need to see the llamas. We must see the llamas. The llamas! <laughs> we got into this like little Jeep. We were driving, we're listening to some red hot chili peppers. The <laughs> first llama, the whitest tourist you can see. Wait, who decided it was red hot chili peppers though? One of the friends that we was traveling together with, one of the other girls. Mm, good and choice. And we just sit down there and we're just like, we see a llama running like, Probably like 10 feet into like the wilderness. We're like, guys, it's a llama. Llama, llama. <laughs> llama, 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 llama. You're not even wrong. We would just scream <laughs> llama repeatedly for minutes. I did not want to be a driver. Neither would the I. The driver you guys had was probably having nightmares about we you guys for months to come. We tipped him well. No we amount of money it. is going to fix the psychological trauma you put <laughs> that person through. I don't know if it's a man or a woman. It was a man. That man has suffered so much. Oh, that he has. But anyway. This is just the start of the journey, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is. Oh, it's, my God. It's like the first five hours into the journey. Oh, my Lord. So, so we get into the, the Jeep, we drive around, we see the first views of the widest field ever. <laughs> it's salt. Like all around, there's just salt. Right? Literally, we just... Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not what I thought. <laughs> no, that's not what you thought. To clarify, he thought of a bunch of white people being there as in the widest field. The widest field, so like, because you say it's a touristy place. Yes. So hundreds of white people, <laughs> probably naked. <laughs> nah, nah, that was just like salt. Like, pure freaking salt on there. We get in. I, remember I mean, the you mean pure freaking salt, so you licked it. Yes. <laughs> Actually? I did. Oh my. I really did. I was so curious. <laughs> I know Jeeps drive around there, but I was still, I must do it. Mm. So I looked the salt, checked it out. Good enough. Here's Keep one person who needed the coronavirus uh, <laughs> health hygiene check. Fun Not fact. to say I wouldn't have done it either. I, I definitely would have done it. Right? I, right? I would, I, I, I would have licked all that thing. Right? <laughs> well, fun fact. The Salt Lakes are actually well known for um, the the Caro Rally, which is not... Yeah, it was like a rally race in there. So it was like a rally race on, on the, the salt. salt. Exactly. Okay. So there was that, and there was also Star Wars were filmed there. Okay. Yeah. So... Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So we get in there and I just remember we're driving, we're driving and what the crap, there's this island filled with cactuses. I feel like the Ministry of Tourism of Bolivia needs to like sponsor this episode because... You need to see this. This is, this is really it. fascinating. So we went from law. Okay, no. Suffocation. The second you come out of the airplane. Mm -hmm. um, then we had llamas and a mm -hmm. bunch of people screaming, llama, 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 llama. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was pretty, really high pitch, I guess. Um, now you had salt, mm -hmm. rallies, and cactuses. Yes. Okay. Quite exactly. This is, um, this is getting wildly interesting. Mm. So we get there, travel around, see some stuff, and then we get back to the city to sleep. Um, 
pretty sure people were fed lava meat on that tour as well. Ow. Ow. Next Ow. day. No, you can't do that. That's that's just mean. All right, guys. Listen, if you're going to Bolivia, just make sure you don't eat the llama. They're cute. Yeah, they're, they're adorable, honestly. Like, you can't eat the llama. Like, listen, man. I'm not vegetarian or vegan or anything, but I can't eat a llama. Neither Actually, you could know what? I. I'm going to tell you the story. Um, I'm just going to jump in real quick and talk about the fact that I cannot eat a goat. I cannot eat mutton anymore. Oh, well, that's um, awesome. All the vegans do support you. I, I don't, I, I'm not doing that to get anybody's admiration. It's just solely because of this one goat. I met in India. And by meat, I mean like I met a goat because I love the goat. Listen, I was so interested to meet a baby goat, like to just like play with a baby goat. And I had no idea how friendly and how playful goats can actually be. And, you know, I was I was away from from the Netherlands where, you know, obviously we talked extensively about my dog in the last episode. So I was missing my dog so much. And I'm away at this point for about 10 days. Um, and um, one of the neighbors of, of uh, long story, basically a baby goat came and I started playing with this goat and this goat was so playful. I fell in love with this goat. One of the, one of the biggest characteristics about my dog is that he jumps on everyone, you know? Um, you've, you've seen him jump on literally. Oh, he jumps every single time when I see yeah. him. Um, and you know, so I love that about him. He's got the spirit and this goat for some reason did that started jumping on me the entire time. And it was Aww. so fun to play with him. I've got a ton of pictures of me playing with him. Um, and I just fell in love with this goat. and. Um, Later on, I was I I discovered that they're growing the goat to eventually sell it for meat, um, and I was just like no. I was devastated. I was I was just like no, I'm I'm literally gonna pay for this goat. Please keep the goat. Um, I fucking love this goat. Um, so please, yeah. So on that note, I I'm not able to eat mutton any longer. Um, because every time I think about mutton, I just think about that goat, and I'm just like, no, I can't, I can't do that. But please don't eat the llamas; they're adorable. I completely agree. That's why I didn't eat it. All right, so you got to see the llamas, got to see the Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. What else was super awesome in Bolivia? What else was super awesome? Like fascinating. Fascinating. Well, we did this one more trip when we went to the Death Road. Oh, sorry, what road? The Death Road. Um, death as in die, ghost. Death as in rest die, in peace. ghost, rest in peace. Yes. You can it's rest like, in peace. That's wrestling reference. I'm a grown-up adult who watches wrestling. Yes, that's 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 the truth. <laughs> yeah, no, um, yeah, we went to the Death Road, um, North Youngest Road, I think it's called or something. It's like a really, really narrow road that takes you to the jungle. Mm-hmm. Um, and like multiple tourists and in general people have died there. Uh, um, I think. I, I thought we're not going to do grim stories this yeah, time no. around, but um, okay. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> now, like, here's the thing. Um, When I rode in there, I didn't find it that bad, personally. So wait, is it like a, a scary mountain road? It is a scary mountain road. Okay. Exactly. Um, I'm not going to lie. Um, It was like a, one of those like bike things, like bike roads. Okay. So you like take a bike down, you ride it down, down, down. You have like um, on the bottom of it all, you have this entire like lake pool thingy and villa. You get like dinner or whatever served. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get like a cool shirt that says, "Hey, I rode the Bolivia Death Road." <laughs> the thing is, I was a coward. I did not 
go on a bike. You don't like bikes, right? I hate bikes. Yeah. I, I think we talked about that before. Despite me living in the Netherlands, a country of bikes, I walk everywhere. There are more bikes here than humans. There are. There are. Yeah, that's, um, that's saying something. You are not wrong here. No, actually, I believe, uh, what's the population of the Netherlands? 14 million? Something. Yeah, I think there are like 2 million more bikes than humans um, in the Netherlands, which, which is quite interesting because like me having lived here for quite some time now, I don't understand how people ride bikes for most of the year. It is pouring. Yes. For most of the year. Like, it is grim and rainy and annoying and cold. How do you ride a bike in those conditions? Like, a bike, for me, it's something you ride in the summer. Yeah, true. Like, it's only good weather once you, like, take it out, ride for a bit, and leave it in the shed to rot. Okay, maybe not rot. Rust. Rust. Unless it's made of, like, you know, proper material, not like good old metal. But, like, anyways. <laughs> Just to inform you as well, the Netherlands has like 17.28 million, so like... Of humans? Of humans. Oh, wow. How many bikes then? Are you literally Googling? Um, it's 22.5 million bicycles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, okay. but like it's people going down the hill with a bike. Right. Um, in Bolivia. Right? In Bolivia, right. yeah, yeah. And it's like a narrow road, you know. So mm-hmm. you, again, you're going all downhill. So steadiness and right. shit. But oh my lord, I was so scared because of the name, like Death Road in general. Mm-hmm. I wasn't afraid to go on it, but I'm like, I really don't think I'm going to sit on a bike there. I'm not good with bikes. I have bad memories with bikes. And you're going down. And you're going down. So Sir Isaac Newton is in the, is in the driver's seat. Yep. Ah. Exactly. And there has been some like accidents where... One of the tourists fell down like the cliff and Ow. It, it all, it ended up well just because like there are a bunch of trees growing and bushes <laughs> for people to like grab on. Right. Right. So it's not that deadly of a death road, but it works for tourism purposes, I guess. Yeah. And it, it is a beautiful drive there. But again, um, I was a coward. I did not take the bike. I mean, nobody wants to ride a bike on the death road mm-hmm. unless they have a death wish. Mm. <laughs> I also did not get a shirt for all of you wondering. I mean, you did not deserve the shirt. So. I did not. No. I sat in the beginning, like I sat in like a passenger seat. I looked out the window. I saw all the beauty. I probably appreciated nature way more than those who have actually been driving their bikes. Yeah, because they were most probably worried about dying. Yeah, on the death road. Yeah. As they should. But you know what? So here's, uh, here's a thought I'm going to leave you with. Um, well, not leave you, but like, yeah, just think about it. If you're going to die on a road, mm. what road would it be? If you're going to die, how do you want to go? That's a very good point here. Saying that you died on a death road does sound awesome. Falling off a beautiful cliff. Mm-hmm. Being pulled down by, by Mother Nature, the gravity. Pretty looking at a very beautiful horizon. Yeah. Honestly. Not the worst way to go, right? Uh, I think we might have outgrimmed the previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, to put it in a better perspective, then less scrimming, I guess. Um, what well, we did do there as well, mm-hmm. um, we went ziplining. Oh, that is scary. That was so awesome. Like, after we got down the hill, we got a possibility to go slightly up more hill with another driver, right? And zipline all the way before going down completely. It was. Oh, nice. You're just like zip lining and you see these canyons. Your nature taking over. And you know that if you look down and you accidentally something happens, you're going to be dead. But it's so beautiful. 
that was amazing. Like, I, the adrenaline rush of like the air and everything. And yeah. you finish up and you just get down there. It was amazing to be like, honest. Honestly, when, when you're describing it, there's, uh, there's quite nothing like it. Um, that experience. Yeah, it really isn't. Except for getting stuck almost towards the end on the zipline. Did you? Yeah. You got stuck <laughs> I got on the zipline. I got stuck. Hanging. Okay, so here's the thing. You get to choose. So you're suspended. Basically, yes. That's exactly what happened. Did so, you have a harness? I did. Ah, damn it. I did. I did. Um. So basically what happens is like you get to choose how you want to like fly in. They call it the Superman style or the normal <laughs> ziplining style. So if you're flying as a Superman style, you're basically looking down and there's like um, an instructor fly- like going with you and he or she is on the back and they're going to stop you. Right. So basically you're going to enjoy the entire experience. You're going to see everything that's, you know. Yeah. That's the way you're going to be. But if you choose to go alone, um, you're going to be the one controlling it, which means that, um, as they explain, once you see us hang like pulling up the red mark of a stop sign, mm-hmm. you have to stop. And they showed us how to stop. Right. The only difference is that my dumb ass, I don't see that well. You know me. I wear glasses when I work. Right. Do you think I saw the sign? I was so paranoid that I'm not going to be able to see the sign that I stopped before anyone even showed the sign. Okay. I stopped. So they basically need an eye test. Yes. <laughs> basically. I, <laughs> I just stopped. And I look at them and I'm like, oh no. I'm still quite far away from the actual stop section. So did you have to like sort of... Uh... I, ha- I had to like pull up like hand by hand, right? Right. Just like going up and up. Just like forcing myself to come to the place where I can actually... So you had to like dictator your way through. Basically, yes. <laughs> With like your gloves getting stuck everywhere. It was insane. And on the side note, you're also dangling above a, like a ginormous cliff there. Um... Interesting experience. Uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend everybody doing it. Just do it Superman style so you would not have to worry about getting stuck. But then you're not riding alone, so... Yeah, true. Yeah. Here's the thing about riding alone, though. Way more relaxing. Also so much nerve-breaking once you're actually there because you know that you are responsible for stopping. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, hey, as, as cool as a Superman style... Sounds. Mm-hmm. You're still like sort of dependent on someone else. You are. To get you to the other end. Yeah. But when you're riding alone and you're, I mean, in your case, suspended. <laughs> probably <laughs> above like maybe a hundred meter drop. Yeah. Or probably more. Yep. Um, there is something to come so close to death. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. It's, um... It's, and not to make it dramatic, you know? No, no. It's a rush. Yeah. But it was a nice rush, you know? Yeah. Like, it's one of those things you finish, and then you're like, did it. Now I'm a full-grown adult that went alone to South America and rode the zipline. And managed to stop too early. We don't talk about that, okay? <laughs> we all want to be full-grown-ass adults. But um, on the on the way back, was, was there any more hurdles? I slept. <laughs> <laughs> on the way back, I just sat in the car and I slept. No, no, no I was. I, I'm talking about like coming back back from Bolivia. Oh, from Bolivia. Oh, right, because because yeah. you're going to Bolivia, trying to prove to yourself that you're adults. Oh yeah. Right, um, and then you do the zip line, and you come to a point of like. I did the zipline in South America. <laughs> now I am an adult. So I'm now waiting for that story of how on the way back, something went horribly wrong. <laughs> you know, that reminded you that you ain't no adult. <laughs> you know, okay. So here's the thing. Um, on the way back, I wish I could say 
nothing too dramatical happened. And to be honest, nothing too dramatical did happen. Mm. Except on the way back, it was me who um, got slightly sick. <laughs> so uh, the way back, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there was again a couple of um, flights and it, there were a couple of layovers. And one of them, once again, was in Miami. Right. I don't know. As being from Europe, um, like, you know, Europeans, first time in the U.S., mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, this is like going to the movie, into the movie of Miami, you know? So all of us are like, we want to see it. Let's go to Miami Beach. Yes, except we forgot to check the weather. Ladies and gentlemen, that is how adults do it. Uh, They forget to check the weather forecast before they go to the beach. Welcome to adulthood. Yeah, it was like a full downpour. (laughs) Like we saw waterfalls going from rooftops. Okay. I went to cross the street and my leg was like, up to like a knee height almost submitted in water. You were Merge. submerged in water yeah. down to your like your knee. Almost like my knee. Like And you weren't in the in the sea, right? No, 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 no. No, this was a street. Oh, this, okay. It was uh just a just a regular rain. So okay. we get to the I didn't make it to like the Miami beach. Don't get me wrong. It's just it's it not was, what you had imagined from movies. It was dark. Like, first of all, it was evening. Second of all, I was, like, wet. I mean, as you should be on the beach, though. Hey, you're not... <laughs> yeah, I mean... But, like, you have to understand here. Um, I'm carrying a backpack that was supposed to be, like, um, almost, uh, like, waterproof. Right. It has my laptop in there. It has my headset in there. It has um, a lot of stuff that shouldn't have been brought to a trip where you are expected to get wet. Yeah. And I'm carrying all of this, going outside and just like being, um, I am completely drenched. (laughs) So by the time we actually got there, we're like, we're not even going to wait for the rain. Let's just go anywhere to get some food at least, you know, your system. So we go into this like burger shop. Honestly, amazing burger shop. Um, Don't know the name of it. They're not sponsoring us. They're not sponsoring us, but I also don't know the name. But (laughs) it was in front of Five Guys. It's a really good burger shop somewhere in Miami, probably near the beach around Five Guys. It was in front of a Five Guys, and they had a sign saying, if it takes you Five Guys to make burgers, you're probably not as good a burger shop as you should be. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> there goes all of our chances of sponsorship from Five Guys. <laughs> to be honest, I've never eaten a Five Guys, so I wouldn't know. Mm. But here's the thing. When you get to that one of those like uh, places, I got myself fries that I thought were gluten free. They were they either weren't gluten free completely, or they had too much oil in them. Mm. And for all of you listeners here, uh, I am the unlucky one that is actually like gluten intolerant. Um, it hurts, and I really miss bread. Thank you. We've been talking about that. Um. Yeah. So I ended up having like huge stomach and belly pains mm. in the meantime. And then I'm just waiting here, trying to walk around the city to the point where we just ended up going fully back to the airport. Mm-hmm. It was cold in the airport. Oh, my God. It was freezing. So, so you, got, you caught a cold. I almost got a cold, basically. Oh. Um. I was all wet. I had a change of clothes, um, but I didn't have a change of shoes. Mm. So the next stop we did was in Philadelphia. Wait, so you went from Miami to Philly? 
we went from Miami to Philly and then from Philly to Amsterdam. Okay. So we went, we got out of Philly. We had like six hours, I believe. Mm-hmm. So we spent four of those in the center of Philadelphia. We got off there and one of us is wearing socks. The other one is wearing flip-flops. Third one is wearing boots. And I just bought these weird-ass ballerina shoes because, you know, I'm not about to walk in Philadelphia, like, barefoot. <laughs> I was basically barefoot. But, you know, like, works, right? Um, anyway, we get out, um, walk around Philadelphia. Honestly, great trip. That one was awesome. Um, but I wasn't... I was never happier than to just hit a warm shower back home. <laughs> After the entire of 22 hours, or was it 36, I don't even know anymore, of traveling from Bolivia back to Amsterdam, I was just done. (laughs) Happy to be home in my little bed, just ready to fall asleep. (laughs) Which isn't completely tragic. I I went to see a friend. But hey... (laughs) Wow, that's a that's a hell of a trip. I think between the both of us, we have quite a lot of trips. We do. Um, we do. So I would say let's uh, let's leave this episode with Bolivia. Yeah. Uh, Ministry of Tourism of Bolivia, you are fucking welcome. Please sponsor us. We need to show Ali Bolivia. <laughs> Ali I need to see the there. llamas. He needs to see the llamas. Uh, when I when I see the llamas, I'm just gonna be like. And for all of you listeners, if you have any suggestions of which trips would you like to hear more or which topics would you like us to cover? Please do let us know. Um, also, don't, uh, well, really appreciate it to uh, hear your feedback Yeah. on uh, Apple Podcasts. So please feel free to uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And uh, I guess uh, we'll see you on the uh, next episode. Yeah. With another bottle of whiskey. With another bottle of whiskey. All righty. Cheers, everybody. Cheers.